it's so important that the media is diverse, mm-hmm. objective and unbiased Hello. and some papers and outlets are just not. <laughs> Hello everyone. Hey guys. Hey. Welcome back to Licence to Talk and hello and hi if you are new. So girls, today I thought we could talk about the role of the media and the press in society and particularly because there's been a question in the legal sphere about the role of the media in the justice system and whether the press should be awarded more freedom on what they can report in terms of court proceedings and just information about what's going on in court. So I wanted to get your girls' opinion on that and then maybe we can talk about the press in society in general. Great idea. So what do you think, in terms of the legal sphere, do we think the press have enough freedom or do we think that journalists should be given free reign on what they can publish on you know all types of law so criminal law family law employment law everything i think in the criminal sphere the press definitely do have enough freedom and they shouldn't be given unlimited reign on what they can publish because ultimately a balance needs to be struck between press freedom and fairness to proceedings Mm mm-hmm yeah, because in, in the criminal sphere, we, we even have public galleries. Mm-hmm. So that there's an argument that many will have that press freedom allows transparency of court proceedings. I think as well, in terms of family law, there should be some form of restriction given the nature of family proceedings being quite private aspects of people's lives. Mm-hmm. And the need of media in that sense is becomes um kind of how do I explain it's kind of hard to justify the means of having unlimited um the media to have unlimited aspects um given the fact that as as well the way that the media portray certain stories and how it comes out is not necessarily exactly how the facts are and given that family law is very emotional and has that emotional aspect to it it can be very detrimental to those families being involved Mm -hmm. yeah the the press ultimately are trying to sell a story so Mm. if whatever's going on doesn't fit into the story that they're going to sell or perhaps isn't a sellable story then we do not know that what the intentions are so we don't know if the press are just reporting to evoke debate and allow transparency or if they're just getting involved in private family ordeals for you know the benefit of selling a paper yeah what do you think people would say about uh, there needs to be more transparency in the family courts though because as we said there's public galleries in the criminal courts but there's not public galleries in the family courts I think family matters are quite different to criminal matters because crime affects the whole of society. If a crime is committed in your town or in your city or in your country, you want to know that justice is being done. The right Mm -hmm. person is being held to account and answers to the law. Whereas family matters tend to occur in four walls and closed doors and they don't impact society so I think 
they're very different and not as much transparency perhaps is required in the family sphere as it is in criminal yeah i would even argue if you want to know what's going on in family proceedings you can google it really judgments are online there's something called family law week you can Mm -hmm. get a good idea of, of how proceedings are held online okay so just extending the debate a little bit what do you think about court proceedings being televised hmm i think it would depend on what certain court proceedings you're talking about so are you talking about in terms of all different areas of law yeah so should we take crime first and then we can expand it i think there's definitely two sides of the story for um televising criminal um cases so there's clear strengths and clear weaknesses so if i take some of the strengths first um so televising criminal proceedings would just educate the public about what happens in our justice system and Mm -hmm. that would lead to increased transparency which would perhaps bolster the public confidence in the system and like you said sonia media the media is there to sell a story at the end of the day so with criminal trials they often only portray you know a biased view of the case or limited facts whereas if criminal trials trials were televised then that would give the public an opportunity to form opinions and really scrutinize all of the evidence in the case Mm. but do we think that's fair because Sorry to cut you off, but do you think (laughs) we already have, so for example, we have a jury in a criminal trial, so you're already being judged by your peers in that sense. Is it fair now to have the nation judge your trial because anyone can just watch what's going on? But anybody can watch what's going on anyway if they wanted to because criminal trials are... um, You have a public gallery. Exactly, and anybody can walk in and watch it that's the whole but it opens that up doesn't it 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 definitely does i think that it's going to definitely i think there's there's obviously a massive difference between having you know the ability to be able to go to court and watch a hearing and then having it on tv a lot more people are going to be tuning in and it's going to become something that's quite popular i would say because a lot of us use, you know, social social media and have an instant access to be able to watch things. It's going to be much more easier for people. So it mm-hmm. would definitely increase um, the role that, I guess, society um, plays within being involved within the justice system, which could open it up to a lot of <laughs> criticism mm. and a lot Absolutely, of different yeah. things about how your how cases are being conducted. Like it could be. It could have a lot of um, consequences, I would say, to having to moving into that step. Honestly, I think it would be really beneficial because if everybody were able to watch exactly what happens in a court, how the questioning is conducted, say you have a defendant who um, persists he is innocent or she Mm. is innocent, they want and and let's say it's an allegation of sexual abuse and the name has been dragged through the mud by the media whilst the court case is going on. But then we have 
a not guilty verdict. People who haven't been to court and haven't seen the examination of witnesses and the evidence are not going to form an opinion of all of the facts in their entirety, rather just the media article that they've been given whilst the trial has been occurring, and that person's name is still being dragged through the mud. Whereas if mm-hmm. they have been seen to acquitted, say, um, and that the proceedings have been televised and there's been a clear, um, clear evidence in the case which has really pointed towards that, then surely that's going to help in protecting their reputation to some extent I also think as well sorry uh, just another point on the matter a lot of people the public have always formed the opinion in my from my experience that judges often give two short sentences but again if it's televised and you know all of the facts of the case and you can watch and hear clearly why the judges reached the conclusions that they have reached it may make more sense to a lot more people as to how the law mm-hmm. works why there are certain provisions and measures in place and how differently they can impact different situations i think it would clear up a lot of um confusion on the matter do you think yeah, that I... it should be an option Go on. An option for all cases. Yeah. In terms of if we're just in terms of criminal like that we're talking discussing now, do we think that say for example a particular defendant or a party didn't want their matter to be on TV? Televised. Yeah. Mm. Do we think that it should be an option or I feel like no one would want their, their <laughs> case to be televised, really. I mean it depends of oh, I don't know actually. If you were um on trial for a crime you didn't commit maybe you would want it to be televised because you'd want people to know you didn't do it but there's no guarantee that the evidence would play out in that in that way yeah, I think it should be like more of a blanket thing because it's not just what the defendant wants it just is about everybody in the proceedings and more importantly mm. it's about transparency and edge and allowing the public to understand how our criminal proceedings work yeah do you think though it would lead to greater criticism of the law and the way the justice system works so i know for people who don't really who who are not in the law so i think it's a little bit different for us because we have a different view of how proceedings work and we have more of an understanding but for not people who aren't um in the legal sphere or not law students for example if they were to look at sentencing guidelines i wonder if they would have a lot to say about the sentencing guidelines so you know if court proceedings were televised i think it would lead to a lot of criticism that's of... what that's what i think as well definitely it would really really open you know the, the our criminal not even just criminal just really open up our justice system to a lot of debates a lot of discussions mm-hmm. surrounding um just how proceedings are done and held and it's it's hard to gauge what kind of response we would get back from that and whether you know the voices of people and wanting things wanting change to happen whether that would be heard and and what kind of reaction that would lead to the public in response to you know raising up all these issues and not really having anything done in order to address them because 
I think in a wake of everything that's going on in society now, there's we just the word backlog just screams in your face mm-hmm. all the time with a mm-hmm. lot of the respective areas. So it just makes you very mindful of trying to implement and consider change and the actual reality of that happening. And I think it will just lead to a lot of frustration what, um, for people. What kind of criticism so, yeah. do you think it would invoke? evoke? Well, I think it almost puts barristers and judges and jury members and all of those, you know, aside from the defendant, um, at the heart of criticism for the public. I know we have public galleries, so technically you can go and criticise the whole, you know, process if you really like. But having it on TV makes it way more accessible. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it is a good thing that we we have the public able to criticise the way judges make their judgments, the way barristers advocate in court, the way juries... Obviously, we wouldn't be able to see jury discussions, but, you know, the way juries act in the courtroom, the way witnesses give evidence, because a lot of people... Not a lot of people will go and sit at in all. a public gallery just for fun. It's <laughs> not something it's that not, people It's do. not accessible for a lot of people. Yeah. They're working whilst trolls Yeah, yeah exactly. I do, I do understand where you're coming from, and I think perhaps that criticism um, or or sc- being open to scrutiny is a good thing. And yeah. I, I still firmly think that um, it would actually clear up a lot of clouded belief on the justice system and I think that can only be a good thing but do you think that it would um, change the way evidence is given in courts because if there's cameras in court perhaps that's difficult for witnesses to give evidence or it changes the way they give evidence which then has a knock-on effect on how the trial plays out yeah, I, that that was one of, that would want to be one of my um, weaknesses to televising trials for sure because with the presence of cameras there's almost that added pressure and it might put witnesses under additional you know strain emotionally and that could impact Mm -hmm. the quality of the evidence that they give and also if trials are publicized say live whilst they're occurring then witnesses might also be able to to watch the evidence of the other witnesses that go before them, which would, of course, be very damaging because their their evidence might become influenced in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And how do you regulate that then? And that that's where you the know would become. I also think so. Moving on from crime, I don't think there's really a justification to be televising family Same. proceedings, especially because. Family proceedings often involve vulnerable parties, children. I don't think there would be any reason to be televising proceedings with children involved. Yeah. I don't think that. Yeah, I, I I do stand strong in believing that family matters shouldn't be something that's up for discussion to be because it's you know it's it's a private aspect of people's lives and the issues that it mostly concerns is not really of public importance. It's not really something that's going to affect us okay in some situations yes maybe the decisions of the court will affect maybe how your particular matter in relation to um proceedings with children might you know go but apart from that it doesn't really have much wider impact on society as such to be put in that position but if it's changing the law you'll be able to see it online (laughs) 
what do you think about family proceedings sim yeah i have to agree with you um you two are the family queens yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't have much family law knowledge from but from my limited um, understanding like you both said i don't really think the matters are of um public importance such as crime and i don't think there is any great justification for televising such hearings especially because the they're only... so private sorry. sorry yeah the only benefit i would ha- say there is you know a strong for argument would be so because people can't really see family proceedings, if you're in that situation, so you you found yourself in a situation where you have to go to a family court, whether it's to do with your children or, you know, a divorce, whatever it is, it gives you an idea of, of what to expect. Because I know mm. any courtroom for someone who's not in the legal world is a very intimidating place. You know, we've we're in a unique position where we don't find that intimidating. I mean, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and there's a standing up in court, yeah. but yeah, to an extent, but you know, for anyone who, if, especially if it's your case and you find yourself in a courtroom, it's intimidating. So to not know what to expect in a family court, I think can make it a lot worse. I know when I was doing cases with clients, some of the very first questions they would ask me is, what's it going to be like in court? What do I do? How do I stand? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And so maybe, you know, giving people an idea of what to expect for their case would be beneficial. Um, I do agree with that. But I think it goes back to the argument that, you know, um, when I say argument, I think that the option of being able to go to the court is still there. Um, And if that was to be an option and and it was still there, I think that would be better than putting it on TV. I think mm, they should, yeah they should, I agree yeah, I don't think it should I think be they should still take that option of being able to go to court and find out and see how that's happening or occurring rather than yeah it being mm-hmm. TV. And barristers and solicitors do a pretty good job at reassuring clients and informing them mm. of what is likely to occur on the day and so on. Okay, so let's move on from the law and just talk about the role of the media in society in general, because as we've made all these arguments that, you know, the media sell a story and it can be damaging to people's reputations and things, that plays out in general society, not when the law's involved. So what do we think about the media in general? Do we think it's a good thing in society? Do we think it's a bad thing? <laughs> I think there's, there's uh, definitely arguments both ways on the whole I definitely think the role of the media is a fantastic one because it plays a pivotal role in allowing us access to information it informs Mm -hmm. us about Mm -hmm. uh, prominent issues that are going on around the world whether they are related to the government social world the economy or even the environment it's just such a fantastic tool of um, finding out information yeah and I also yeah I agree yeah I completely agree with him I think another good thing about the media is how um its role in educating society um it really does show us about how certain laws work and how policies and regulations are affecting our everyday lives and in some ways it does really help to simplify complex matters in a much easier way for people that's accessible to everyone um 
in our everyday lives and it does give us that ability to comprehend what is going on around us because a lot of us don't have the time to be sitting down (laughs) watching um, listening to hearings or to keep um to be to be out and about to see all the the latest riots or issues that's going on and the media plays that role in ensuring that you know we we get to hear and see these things that even stuff that's happening obviously in different countries and that we're not aware about it really is good for and informative in that sense i agree i think sometimes like for example new laws legislation or like what's happening courts judgments or new policies government policies they can be quite lengthy hard to understand and a lot of people might be put off reading them whereas the media play a very um, big role in like you said simplifying that information making it really nice and accessible I completely agree with both both points that you have said both of you have said but I would say this is that we have to remember I think you have to think about what outlet you're reading so if you're reading a tabloid or you know (laughs) there's 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 tabloids that are notorious for taking things out of context or you know as we said selling a story so I think on the whole the media is great at you know um, giving out information and helping people understand what's going on in the wider context of things but I do think it's important to dig into stories and read around issues and not just don't just read one newspaper yeah, for the rest don't of your just life take what they read. Say as well. yeah absolutely because everything you read is not true and I think that leads on to my point about media can really swing public opinion whether it's good or bad it can really move people and that creates you know whether it's a movement that's a good one so things like the me too movement the black lives matter movement or whether it's a bad one and it causes negativity and hate towards individuals or organizations yeah, i do completely agree with i you. think it's so powerful in that sense mm-hmm. continue i think it's just important to remember about how you know we see all the time all these celebrities in in the newspapers yeah. and you know sometimes their names are dragged through the media yeah. and all we know is what we read in the media because we don't know these celebrities in real life so we don't know what's true and what's not but people take one piece of information and will run a They're mile right, with always. it Sorry, and how... there are always two sides to a story. Exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. But I think people forget that. And how many times have we seen celebrities come out later on and say, that story was absolutely not true. <laughs> like, I don't even know where they got that story and from. And I think you've literally touched upon something that's like, it's like a secret hidden gem in the sense that it's very easy and quick for all of us to just jump on the consensus and just take in and um, completely believe what we you know hear and read um instead Mm -hmm. of challenging it and yeah by you bringing it up it's just it's that reminder that you know you have to take that step back and actually challenge and ensure that you're not also jumping on social media and backing what's been said by media outlets simply because they've said it (laughs) it's about ensuring that just because just because they've said it is are you but are you sure that that's right because at the end at the end of the day there's like there's a power in a number of people all coming and jumping on one um, particular mm-hmm. viewpoint, which essentially happens the majority of the time. The media, um, I think they 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 know that a lot of people are going to 
listen and take their side um in whatever they say because it's that art of persuasion us as barristers know it like it's very mm-hmm. you know one of a part of our jobs is to persuade people and you do that through your words your language how you've chosen to portray a particular story and that's exactly what the media are doing to us they're really persuading us saying so clever. It's, it's smart listen but we're smarter <laughs> and we have to educate other people <laughs> to also you know so have true. um to, to take up that kind of initiative as well just be careful i i um, I said as well, like, that the media do a really good job of um, condensing information and simplifying things. But sometimes the way they condense and simplify things isn't always right. It's slightly wrong. And that's when you get things like fake news or just the wrong public um, opinion Mm. about policies or, or whatnot. Let's take legal aid for an example. Yeah, we could Gosh. talk about that all day. Let's not get into it in this episode. <laughs> we'll get into it in another one. But I think, you know, that's just so true. But on the other side of the card, the media does, as much as it can, you know, one story could turn your career upside down negatively. One story could literally launch your career Hello. if you're a celebrity or a business. Or... Me, so that's a, you know. <laughs> me too. Yeah, that's so true. It's the media coupled with the technology we have available to us the information can just spread instantaneously and like you said that can just launch somebody's career because essentially it's about publicity isn't it so good or bad you know celebrities political parties the government all these people use the media to um you know for the government they're giving out their mandate or for you know a celebrity or an artist sharing a new album or you know we've even seen who knows if these are all true but you know people get bad press and then you hear people say oh it's a publicity son to make them (laughs) more relevant again because they've just you know died out in terms of the the celebrity world any news and then (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) I mean, I don't know if I agree with that all the time, but it's true. If you're in that world, maybe you would agree. Yeah, definitely. What do you think about, I know we've talked about celebrities, what do you think about these, you know, we use the term influencer nowadays. What do we think about press? Think essentially sharing the lives of all these influencers, whether they're true stories or not. Do we think that putting yourself online and, and becoming an influencer in whatever capacity that word means, um, you essentially put yourself out to, you know, the, give the press the opportunity to say whatever they like about your life? I think that this is a very, you know, a hard thing to judge um, in the sense that take YouTube for a channel, um, take YouTube, for example, sorry where people mm-hmm. blog and they share their lives with us it's not everything that they actually share with us and there is still some level of privacy that people still like to have to their lives and even with mm-hmm. influencers as well as like with posts um on social media as well people don't post every single picture on, um, on instagram they post what they want you to see and so i think mm-hmm. it's really hard for us to say that just as and they um taking on the title the label as an influencer that gives the the media the free range to be able to you know 
be in your full business and your full lives because at the end of the day we have to remember that, that these are all human beings and um, they also have emotions and feelings and it can really affect them all in negative ways and sometimes it's hard to see that when you're when you just see them in a particular light all the time but that power Mm -hmm. that the media has can also be very very negative and detrimental to their lives and I don't believe to say that just because you've decided to be an influencer and you put yourself out there that you should you know be subjected to that invasion of every single aspect of your life I don't know it's a hard it's a hard one because a lot of people do like to argue that you know I think the position between influencers and celebrities is very similar. Um, Both probably don't intend for all of their lives to be in the public domain, but the public are interested in them and are interested in their lives. Mm. And if you've got a following, doesn't matter whether that you're a celebrity or an influencer, you're always going to have that. Um, interest that intrigue into mm-hmm. all aspects of your life and the media does tend to capitalize on that to sell stories and so forth but I do mm. I do agree with you Candice in that you know surely they should be afforded some privacy they are humans at the end of the day too yeah it's it's it I think it's it... <laughs> I think it's just important for us to remember as consumers, you know, as much as the media is putting out all this information, us as consumers, you have your own choice mm. to do what you do what you do with that piece of information. You don't have to take that piece of information and then, you know, bring it to the attention. If it's negative, bring it to the attention of the influencer, celebrity or whatever, because I can guarantee they probably know it's out there. They don't need, you know, thousands of people to come and remind them <laughs> of a bad negative story exactly. or things. I think it's just... Be, be mindful to be um, just human sometimes. Absolutely. I also think there's a point to be made about, you know, because the, the media is so powerful, it can sway public opinion. It's so important. And this is why I said make sure you don't just read one newspaper for the rest of your life. It's so important that the media is diverse, mm-hmm. objective and unbiased Hello. and some papers and outlets are just not. <laughs> and you know, I'm not going to You're really preaching. I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to name names of, of the certain outlets that are not, I'm sure everyone knows. But I think that's why it's important to read around subjects because as much as it can you can only access information that you want to access, right? So if you're only reading one thing and you have that one view, you can't. it's difficult to then be forming, a, going around shouting your opinion if you haven't read around other exactly. things, do you know what I mean? We are just a society full of so many different kinds of people, so diverse, and I think the media really has to allow for those different voices to be heard. To be heard, yep. Across all cross sections, you know, we're so lucky that we have such instant access to information all over the world. We said this in another episode, in our, I think, social media episode. You know, we can see what's going on all over the world. No matter how difficult or sensitive topics are, we're allowed to, you know, have access to them and read around them. So I think it's important for people to, you know, be aware that that we have the privilege to understand what's going on all over the world but we have the privilege of understanding all these issues in society but you have to be open enough 
and willing to speak I don't know what's the word just willing yeah exactly exactly and I'm I'm sure that there can be an argument made about the fact that the media should have a duty to be able to provide us as the public with an opportunity to hear all voices in society we shouldn't be having yeah. to be restricted and not get that opportunity to consider all sides of of an argument of a situation it should be you know it should be the like what we it should be the starting point should i say um of, it should represent the whole mm-hmm, of society yeah, that sh- that should be the starting point of how we receive our information I even saw, um, so International Women's Day yesterday. Happy International Women's Day all. Well, <laughs> when this comes out, it won't have been yesterday, would it have been? No, babes. The day before. But um, I think I read a quote and it said, what did it, let me just find what the quote said. It said, it is important to remember, to remember that not every woman, and we can change that to not every individual, feel seen, heard or protected. So make it your mission to uplift people's voices that do not have that same privilege as you. And I think that's the role that the media should should take. Mm-hmm. You know, if even if you not just the media, but you as an individual, if you have a platform, so for example, we have this platform, whether it's big or small, whatever it is, we have the privilege to speak about certain things like this. And I think it's important to voice the voices of people who perhaps don't have this privilege or can't find the words and that's exactly what we do as barristers mm. um which is like one of the most amazing things about our job well <laughs> job. <laughs> i just think it's important for the media to to play that role in society to be representative for society and to not just tackle certain issues that sell stories you know certain papers will always do that but that's why it's important yeah, to I agree. Around. and objectivity yeah. is so key even though that is not really how um, they sell stories. So maybe that's wishful thinking, but... <laughs> yeah. And I also think as well, it's just these kind of discussions are just a reminder to us to find our voices um, yeah. in this life and not just rely... Although it's easy for us to just rely on what is put out there for us, we need to be able to gather ourselves to get to the point where we are challenging and we are asking those questions and ensuring that there is you know that fairness um in the way that the media um, represent and put information out there because at the end of the day we are the ones that have a lot of control whilst the media is so powerful and holds a lot of power and control we also do hold a lot of power and control within us and if we are able to challenge how certain things are done, you know, it's it's the hope um, that one day things will change and can reflect. Yeah, it's about itself. yeah, it's about how we respond to it. That's exactly. the only reason the media has the power that it has. Mm. So I think basically to wrap up, the media is great, but fantastic. <laughs> you don't let the media persuade yeah. your view. Mm. I think you should let it inform you on certain things. It should let you aid you to you know understand things. But ultimately, use your own judgment yeah. and take, as we always say in everything, take everything yeah. with a pinch of salt. Absolutely. Yeah. And engage in discussions and debates. That's another way that you can really establish more sides to one story. Yeah, <laughs> talk to us on Instagram. <laughs> talk to us on our social media. We'd love we to hear your opinion. <laughs>
I'll share um, our social media um, on that note. Yes, Please do on. guys get in touch though. If you have any views on this topic, we'd be really keen to hear your side of the story. So our Instagram <laughs> is at license to talk. That's with the word two. Our Twitter is at license to talk, and that's the number two instead of the word. Uh, and our email address is license to talk podcast at gmail.com. Guys, I actually officially know that off by heart now, all the different variations. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> what are we on? Episode nine. It's, it's about, about time. time. <laughs> so I'll get there soon. So yeah, guys, please DM us, tweet us, or email us with your opinions. Or if you have any ideas for our future episodes, we'd love to hear those as well. So until then, we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye.